Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Shop. You're listening to Season 5, Episode 5. Let's Talk Shop is my weekly podcast where I speak to buyers and experts and brand owners all about growing their businesses. It's all about sharing advice and tips and business stories to inspire you to grow your business. When I started this podcast, I didn't know what to expect, but this has really been an incredible experience. I've gotten to know so many brilliant business owners and I've had the opportunity to chat with so many people and I am just loving it. This season has so far been quite heavy on the expert side, but today I am speaking with my lovely client, Megan from Sandwick Bay Candles, all the way up on the Scottish Isles. Megan is both a brand owner and she also buys in stock from other makers and small business owners. So she does have experience from both sides and in today's episode she shares all about it and how she's grown her business. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know what I've got coming up over the next few weeks. Over the next two weeks, I will be live each morning at different times over on my Instagram. I'm at small underscore business underscore collaborative. I'm going to be talking, doing both solo lives where I share tips and advice and I will be having some amazing guests on as well to share and inspire you. It's all in celebration of my next course which is my popular sales course. It's called Let's Talk Sales and this will be the third time I'm running the course. This is the course for you if you want to grow your sales. Perhaps you got some stockist or a couple of stockists and now you're really want to go for that and multiply your sales and grow them with confidence but perhaps you're not quite sure of how to do that. Maybe sales is one of those things that keeps getting moved down your to-do list because you're feeling insecure about selling or you never have time for your sales and you always find something else to do instead. In the course you will learn how to go about that, how to create time for your sales, how to reach out to buyers and find them and knowing how to contact and it's going to give you a lot of confidence in growing that area of your business. We're also going to learn how to set targets and why that is important and how to be more proactive with your selling. I've included the link in the show notes on where you can find out more about the course. And of course, my DMs and email is always open for questions about working together, whether it is on the Let's Talk Sales course or whether you want to work with me one-to-one. That's pretty much all I wanted to share before we get into today's episode. Here is my chat with Megan from Sandwick Bay Candles. I really hope you enjoy it and I'll see you after our chat. Hello Megan, welcome to Let's Talk Shop. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you Therese and thank you so much for asking me along. No, this is brilliant. I'd love for you to introduce yourself and your business and what you do. 
Yeah, cool. So, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Megan, and I live in Stornoway on the Isle of Lewis in the uh, Outer Hebrides, Scotland. So, have a look on the map and see where that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had to do that. Yeah. <laughs> As you can tell from my accent, I'm not a local girl. Born and bred in New Zealand, uh, and then spent some time in Australia, and then came over to the UK. How did you end up in the UK? I, I did one of those things that a lot of Kiwis and Aussies do and the working holiday visa and came over to the UK, spent some time in London, um, Cardiff, and then thought, right, got to get to Scotland, um, found a job in Scotland. And then a couple of weeks before I was due to head home, I ended up going to the pub and meeting a local boy. And I'm now <laughs> married with three children <laughs> in, the, in the same town. <laughs> So we spoken over the table that um, my visa was about to end, so I had to go home. And he was like, "It's okay, I'll marry you." <laughs> Lo and behold, <laughs> twelve years of marriage later. <laughs> That's brilliant. And what, what have you done before you started your business? What did you do before? So that? I am um, occupational therapist. So I worked in the the local hospital and locumed around the UK um, as an occupational therapist. So quite different to now. Very different, yes. <laughs> well, tell us more about what your business. So is. my business is Sandwick Bay Candles. Um, it gets the name Sandwick because that's the area that I live in. I started making candles about five years ago. I've got three children, so two of the girls were at school, and I thought I'd make some candles for their teachers for Christmas present and get the girls to write um to decorate the labels and draw pictures on the label. And then over the Scottish winter. I spent more and more time perfecting them and testing them and kind of um, developing a brand that looked like it wasn't made on the kitchen table. Like I wanted it to look really, really good, but in reality, I was making kitchen tables. So um, I spent a long time getting the labels right and perfecting the candles. So yeah, it seems like five years has gone past very quickly. And it wasn't meant to be a business. It was just meant to be some. Yeah, gift. it was. It was just gifts for the for the kids' teachers. I just had my third baby, so childcare, husband working offshore, doesn't exactly make it easy to find a job. So mm. I've always found childcare to be quite stressful. Kind of like who looks after them in the school holidays, and there's no family nearby that can take on that role. So I kind of had to find my own job, and then it's kind of grown that now I'm quite happy in this job. So I don't really look for other work at the minute that's a definitely a bonus yeah that's brilliant I mean I feel like you're probably yes. busy enough now <laughs> and it's something that I love like I absolutely <laughs> love it and I get excited every day when I'm like I'm going into work so yeah that that means a lot I think you've got to be happy doing what you're what you're doing yeah absolutely and the fact that you can because you run your own business if your husband is offshore and you have to do the school drop off and pick up yeah, and it's, all that the flexi flexibility is priceless and um the days when the kids are sick i don't have to worry about calling the boss <laughs> yeah it, it really it yeah. really takes the, the stress away so you have your candle workshop, you've been growing that, but you also have like a little shop inside your workshop, which has been growing as well. So we moved out of, so I started at the kitchen table, making a few candles at a time, and then we converted the loft in our house and I moved it upstairs. And then very quickly it moved from being in the loft to trying to find somewhere outside of the house so we found somewhere 18 months ago so we went to rent this place and employed our first person which was a huge deal <laughs> a really big deal and then we thought 
a lot of people were always messaging asking, could they come and smell them? Could they come and see the products? So we thought, right, we'll open up the workshop, but still have it as a workshop so people could come in and we might be pouring the candles or we might be busy doing something else. So it still had the workshop theme. We never kind of wanted to call it a shop. So that was really important to us just because mm. anyone could come in at any time and find us like making the candles or labeling or boxing up orders or things like that. Slowly evolve. And then you added products from other businesses. I found I've met some other really fabulous makers through my journey. And some of the stuff that they sell, I, I quite like. And so I thought, well, I'll bring them in to my range and have them available to buy as well. Most of them have been found through my subscription box. So I do a subscription box and each month mm. I try and include a little extra. And depending on what people find with the extra, it can then become part of the products that are sold in the shop. Depends on how much love people have for them. So it's kind of like a test, yeah. but also like, here's a wee treat for you. Glad you liked it. Let's bring it in and sell it to other people. So yeah, there's no there's no method in my madness. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's been growing a lot. Last year has been a fantastic year for you, right? So when did you get your first office? So pretty soon after I started, I approached um, a local shop in town and just sort of asked them, here's what I'm making. Would you like to stock them? And so they're still a stockist now so sort of four and a half five years later so I just approached them um I did know her which made it easier so I arranged mm. for a coffee date and sort of said here's my candles what do you think and got some feedback and stuff like that I had no idea what I was <laughs> like no idea about prices wholesale anything like that so it was certainly a, a big learning curve and yeah so it was great to find a stockist and it just meant it could get the products out to people who didn't know me which is always the which is always the aim isn't it? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. like paid for marketing, so yeah. sales and brand awareness. And then what what happened after that? How did you grow that? Was that did you continue to reach out to people? Um, I definitely then uh, concentrated on social media. Being on that island, it wasn't easy to then drive to the next town and find another stockist. So we're, there's not a lot of shops <laughs> here. And I didn't want them to be in every <laughs> shop that you kind of went into. So I did want to make it exclusive locally as well. So just kind of got on Facebook and just slowly grew it that way. I was still working in between. So word of mouth was, was making it grow and attending lots of shows and craft markets. Very slow and steady, I think, in the start. I think it really has in the last 12 months grown incredibly. So you could kind of think two years ago when I decided to make it a limited company is when it officially became a business in my head. Yeah, and then the last year it's just grown a lot. What do you think has shaped? What do you think has contributed to um, it? I think everything went online, which um, people were at home. I think mm. keeping my presence on social media. I think I did a raffle at the beginning of lockdown for a, a local charity that kind of exploded into a fundraising seventy thousand pound for a local hospice, and I think that kind of just spread the news of who I was so that I think that certainly helped make people realize who I was and where I where I lived and what I did that's so cool though like that you raised so much money when lockdown happened I mean first of all we never thought it would would be in the same situation a year later but we also probably like what were your thinking when you it first happened I panicked I I remember it so clearly I went right I'm gonna have to close I'm shutting the shops I feel for the postman I'm not gonna put any orders out there and I literally I think the memories came up like in the last week it was like online orders closed until this is over <laughs> which 
<laughs> which never happens. Yeah. <laughs> and then my dad in Australia got really sick and ended up in hospital. And so it was just all these stresses that kind of hit at the same time that you kind of had to take a step back and go, right, what are we doing? And then it kind of was like, well, actually... Everyone else is doing online orders and my few parcels that I send out each week is not really going to attribute too much to the whole scheme of things. But it also keeps my business going. So I kind of opened up again carefully and just kind of announced that I was doing orders. I was posting them once a week, keeping as safe as we could. The staff that I had were all furloughed, so it was just me that was just working. And then it kind of just evolved and grew and a lot of people then realized they could send gifts. We were sending gifts out for others, the messages that we got during lockdown for other made us cry sometimes. There was a, a lot of people going through harder times and it was nice to be able to help in a little mm. way by just sending a small gift. Yeah, and I guess candles is the perfect little gift. If you're not sending flowers, like candles is almost similar in a way. Yes. But yeah. postable. Yeah, definitely. And I guess you already had your gifting range, like the small extra bits that you were stocking, so you can make it into a bit yeah, of Yeah, so we can make gift boxes, yeah. And that's where something that we've yeah. sort of grown on as well, is realised that people can't get out to shops and go and buy all the different things that they want to give the person. So we wanted to make it like a one-stop shop where you could come and buy a gift box or a hamper mm. and it included more than just candles. So you had like bath balls or soaps or chocolates or things like that. So everything was there for the person to send for their birthday or a thinking of you or wedding anniversary because they were still happening. Yeah, I mean, people still, I think people were gifting more if they had the money. Yeah, and, for and it. that's what we found is a lot of people, you know, their salaries weren't affected. Yeah, a lot of people lost jobs and a yeah. lot of people were on furlough 100%. A lot of people struggled and all the rest. But there were also a lot of people that were sat at home with their full income. And nothing to satisfy that, like, <laughs> you know, shopping experience yeah, other yeah, than definitely. online. <laughs> so it, it, it's been a crazy and amazing 12 months. <laughs> and it allowed us to connect with, you know, like feel connected. It to did. It people. made the island that I live on, the water that separates us, kind of disappeared because everything went virtual. And I met a lot more people that it doesn't matter mm. where I'm from or where I currently live. So that has been a bonus. I guess in a way now you probably have a much wider customer base than Definitely. you would have had yep. before. 100%. And what else has happened during the year? You hired Yeah, so we had a really people. busy Christmas. Luckily the shop uh, was able to open again for Christmas. So we, I think at one point we were up to seven, seven staff. So that was amazing just to be getting subscription boxes out and online orders out. So we're certainly learning on our feet and trying to keep up with it all. <laughs> And also hiring people when lots of business couldn't hire. That must have been really It was like, satisfying. satisfying. It was also heartbreaking because you had so many applicants that you were like reading. And it was just like, I've got to say no oh. to all these people. I can only take one person. And yeah, it it was satisfying, but it was also quite hard to, to the reality of it. Mm. And what is happening now? So we are very excitedly going to open a shop in the in the main center of town. So at the moment, we it's a challenge to find us. We're up on the second floor of a building, so it's not easy to find. You don't walk past our shop and see where we are. So we're moving into a prime location in the center of town. So it's quite exciting. We can have our whole candle range that everyone can see. We won't have people say, oh, I didn't know you were here. I didn't know you had a shop because <laughs> everyone will pass us. Um, mm. We are building a refill station. We're really keen on kind of my motto is candles with a conscience. So we really are aware of our impact on 
Mother Earth as such. So we want to recycle and reuse. Um, so we've got a refill station coming where you can get a lot of your household products and bring them in and refill. So that's one section that we're looking at developing and building. And then we're really excited to find other small makers. We want to find people like me <laughs> that, do you know what I mean? Like that yeah. have a passion for making something that's really good and small batch. And we want to find them and stock their product because I know myself how hard it is to get a stockist. So yeah, there's a lot of really talented people out there making things and I want to find them. <laughs> Yeah, that's so exciting to be able to support the kind of small business community. Now you've kind of seen it from both sides for a while, right? Like being the supplier or brand and then also being the buyer. What do you think, knowing what you done, do know now, what like has that meant that you changed how you approach things? Like what recommendations do you have? To I think I'm more brands? sympathetic to the small brands. Like I think there was a, a stockist recently that I got or found products for and she, she you could tell that she was very first time approaching someone and I was kind of like, I really like your stuff. Can I have some more wholesale information? And she was like, well, I can either do it for this price, this price or this price. And I'm like, well, don't give me three options. I'm going to take the, the best option for me. What do you give me three options for? And then she's like, do I pay shipping or do you pay shipping? And I'm like, well, I'm not paying shipping because I'm ordering quite a lot. So it was just instead of like wiping her off as such and going, she's got no idea what she's talking about. It was more like, this is what I would suggest you say for the next person. And uh, I will make this a good deal for both of us because I really would yeah. like to stock your products. And I think they're fabulous. So it's having a more a bigger understanding on how nerve-wracking it is to approach a stockist. It's really hard. Mm. <laughs> it is so hard. And, like, that's so sweet of her to, like, be like... I mean, she was obviously yeah. very transparent, yeah. which is really, really sweet. And luckily, you're, you're, you yeah. can see it from both sides. No, so you not, didn't take no, advantage absolutely not. of it. It was kind of like, right, next time, do this. Like... Don't put the three options in. <laughs> just, just do the one option that you're happy with. <laughs> so it certainly made me look yeah. at my processes as well. So making sure my wholesale stuff is easy to read and understand. Because when I'm looking at other people's, I'm like, I don't understand that. Does mine make sense? Like, So it has been a mm. learning um, lesson for both of us. Have you started getting people contacting you about being Not stopped? yet. I've been very secretive in the sense I haven't shown anyone what I'm doing yet because I want to kind of build some excitement yeah. for when the shop opens. So I don't want to show people what I've got just yet. I kind of want to build some excitement up. But I will absolutely share on social media and I'm really passionate about showcasing small independent makers um, and creatives. Yeah, just exciting to try and find them all. Mm. <laughs> I know. I mean, that is obviously a challenge. We're no trade show. It's, it's not, and also a lot of the brands that you stock, they might no, not be at the trade show. It's expensive to yet. get to a trade show. I've only been to one, and that's because I, I managed to win a space with Theo Pifetus at the Autumn Fair. I don't think I ever would have justified the cost myself. <laughs> No, not without no, having yeah. done it, right? Would you yes. justify the cost now? <laughs> definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I went to the Scotland trade show and I would 100% go to a trade show. And I think when they have like a launch gallery or a new beginning section to definitely go in there because you find yeah. stockers that like like me, you don't know where to find them. So everyone's looking for a new product or mm. something different than the shop next door. And also I think that if you go into the new section... I know sometimes they're a little bit hidden away, 
pub. Another thing that I think is brilliant is that you find the buyers that seek those places out and you meet other people in exactly the same yeah. situation as yours. And that does, helps yeah. so much. No, you need, you need your little support crew <laughs> to, to help you out. And, and it's funny because <laughs> I now stock some of the products that I've met from people at trade shows. So it, it's definitely about establishing a relationship. And I want to stock your products as well as know who you are. I'm not just buying your stuff because mm. it's cheap or because it's this. It's like, no, I want to know that they're handmade and small batches, just like my candles. We we spend a lot of effort and love going into our candles that I know the hard work that goes behind small batch products. Yeah, and does your customers ask about things? Yeah, are I they definitely think so. I think they like finding new things as well. And I think people are certainly wanting to support local and support small business. I can see how that mind shift has happened in the mm. last 12 months. There's a lot more support for the smaller for the smaller business and not just going straight to Amazon. <laughs> no, I think that people have also realized that if they don't support the local businesses, then those services... Yeah, won't... and I think everyone's noticing shops closing on the high street and I'm I am so grateful and mm. excited that I'm opening a shop. It's it's really exciting. Is that something you thought, oh no, like can I even do that? Like or well, do you just I think I've it? always said I don't want to shop. I don't want to shop. I don't want to be committed to being in a shop. I have three kids. I live on an island. Like when the sun's shining I want to get out and go swimming. So I don't want to be committed to something that Mm. Oh, I have to go and open a shop. But that was before I thought I'd have staff. So now it's definitely, it's nice to know that by having staff and having a team around you, you can only grow. And and that's what's happened. By having yeah. a fabulous team, it enables us to grow bigger. So it's trying to nurture that. Yeah, I mean, it's brilliant that you can have staff. And like, one, you can learn from each other. And also, it might suit them to have that stability of working whatever their hours is. And for you, it works better if you can work from home one day. Yeah, we're all very flexible. So I've got a lovely and amazing team that, like I say, I wouldn't be here without them. And everyone has their own background. So some have children, some don't have children, some can work full-time, some actually have other jobs and just want to do it as a part-time thing. So together we make the team. Yeah. And uh, what else has that happened? Say so you, well, you obviously did not dream about opening a shop for forever since you didn't no. want one. But what has the challenge has been so far with deciding to So the main, the main motivation for doing it is the refill station. So we really want people to bring things back in and, and reuse them. So we're working with another fabulous small company to develop using our fragrances and to develop like hand wash and laundry liquid and washing up liquid and surface spray so all these things that you want to refill you don't want to just go to tesco's mm. buy the thing throw it in the bin go buy another one we want you to come back in and refill it and that wouldn't have worked being hidden away so we needed to find somewhere that was easily because mm. people forget all the time like oh i should have brought that bottle with me oh i should have brought that bottle so if i'm more in front of you you will remember more of and then it was also space we've outgrown the workshop that we're in so it's been difficult to find premises so my whole, in my head, I mm. wanted everything under the one roof, but it hasn't presented itself like that. So we've had to split it. <laughs> so we're going to increase the workshop side yeah. and take the retail out of it and put them separate. But slightly different. I just had yeah. to have like a mind shift. <laughs> I had to think, things, to think about things differently. And, and I do want it to grow because now I do have a team. I need to make sure the job's there for them. So we have to grow. Yeah. How How's that journey been like for you as being the boss of everyone um, I and... think it, it's been tough 
but it's been exciting, um, certainly a learning process because I know what makes a good manager. <laughs> and like I've certainly worked with managers that don't fit that criteria. I, th- I think it's just respecting your staff. And if they love the job, they will make the job grow as well. And they've got all their mm. networks as well. So it certainly has helped by having people love coming to work. Yeah, but it must be such a different like mindset thing going from, you know, making candles at home to now like having two premises and staff. It's it's gone quite quickly. Like, yes, you started your business four or five years ago, but the last year has gone yeah, so quick. It, it's been it's been incredible and it's and it's trying to remember everything and also knowing that I can't do everything. So hand it on. Mm. <laughs> Find Find people that can help you do it. So find an accountant, find a bookkeeper. <laughs> Those things that you can't yes. do, make sure someone who is an expert in that field does it. Hand things on. Um, that would definitely be a tip that I maybe wish I'd done sooner than I had. Find a business mentor. <laughs> well, hindsight is great, yeah, isn't it? And I think that goes. I think that goes with finding stockists as well. Like each time you get a stockist, you're like, right, next time I'll do it this way, mm-hmm. or right, okay. You learn from everything. And I think that that's also really important, actually, like to remember that it doesn't always have to be perfect, the textbook right way from yeah. the beginning. At the end of the day, it's it, it's my business, my way. And I, I like to kind of keep it that way. I yeah. don't have to follow the rule book if there is one. If I happen to want to do like no minimum order for this person because we've developed a relationship and it's all this, I want them in that shop, then I'll kind of change things up a bit. Or do it my way. <laughs> and, uh, I think it's an important reminder to people that buy from small businesses. You know, if you actually make an effort, you we always talk about the brand making an effort to get to know the shop and tailor your pitch. But equally, if the shop owner makes an effort, they will get so much more yeah. from the other yeah. way too, you know. If they need flexibility or if they need a rush order or, you know, if, if they made that effort, you will yeah, do everything. 100%. I've definitely been down in the warehouse packing orders because someone that made the effort to phone me when I was working in a, in a, a sales admin, you know, like made an effort to phone me a few times a month. And then leading up to Christmas, they had me down in the warehouse every three days because that was the only way to get a rush order out. <laughs> I think people uh, forget that it's people behind the business. Like there is, it's a person mm. behind here on, and it goes on both sides. So like you might, and things affect us more so if we get like a slight comment that is off-putting it affects us quite a lot and it goes the same way like there's a person behind all of this it's not just a big company Mm. that's like getting the the products off a factory shelf yeah actually when I one of my first customers they once sent me this business when I started 13 years ago or something they sent me a birthday gift and I thought like that was the most amazing thing ever and I've dealt with them in every, almost every job I've had since. And they're much bigger now. They have buyers and stuff. But, like, they still, wherever I've been, always had really good pricing. They always got their stuff as quickly as yeah. I could deliver. It, it makes a difference, doesn't it? I've got a few customers that, like, just send me a card for Christmas or sent me a card for my birthday. And, and it mm. kind of sets you back to reality and go, we're all people that need a little bit of, like... Mm confirmation that we're doing a good job yeah I think that's so lovely I think it's such an important thing to remember and not everyone like the bigger companies don't always do that what's really annoying and it's bothered 
<laughs> me and the team is that if we order something and we like to put like a handwritten note in with the order so we've kind of been buying products from other people just to see how things arrive packaged and always just researching and so we put a note on and this big companies companies i didn't think that were that big they would literally just print it off and you would find it in the top little corner of the receipt and you're like could you not just write that? It was a really nice little message and you just printed it mm. off and suck it in there. So it's important to us that if there's a gift message, we handwrite things. We thank everyone for their order. Take that personal touch and really make sure it doesn't matter how big we ever got. That's important. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing why, you know, when I've had to gift things on distance the last year, I always get it from a small business because you know then that, they're going to take the time to actually write your message and not... Chuck it in a box and send it know. off and thank you. Put it on the invoice yeah. or whatever. Exactly. It doesn't really work when it's on the receipt. Yeah. Yeah. No, so things like that have uh, have made us look at our processes and, and make sure that we don't forget to do that. And what do you need from a, a supplier? So now when you're looking for things for the shop, what do you need from them? Because even if you do want to support smaller businesses, you know... There's going to have to be things that you do. Absolutely. I think good photos, the people that I've been looking mm -hmm. at, uh, if they've got good photos of their products, it certainly it certainly catches you and you want to look further. It's good to see what the wholesale and the retail price is. I don't want to have to then go onto your website and find out what the retail price is. That would mm -hmm. be, be good. Just an easy process. So if I want to order, tell me how, it, how I order. Yeah, there's a few that I've kind of been contacting and then they don't get back to you for days and days. So then you kind of don't follow them or don't try and chase them anymore. So quick emails to each other. Uh, just communication is key. I think that if you don't have, we all have so little time as small business owners, but if you, if you are running about that week, then at least write an email and say, you know, I'm really sorry. I'm going to get back to you on Thursday or whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really important thing, Therese, because if someone's, say I have, I have got in touch with someone and then they write back and they haven't heard from me, email again, because I get so many yeah. emails that I probably I've read it and forgotten about it. So I would say to people putting their wholesale products out there is email them again and again, because they may have missed the email or forgotten. I mean, like, this is something now where you, this is very different from, like, the opposite, right? Because, like, have you always done that yourself when you... Have been looking for stockists? <laughs> no, I'll email once and go, here's my wholesale catalogue, thanks, I'll wait for you. And then I'll wait and go, oh, they didn't get back. But sitting on the other side, I'm like, they probably read my email and then just wanted to get in touch and forgot. So just a little reminder email, go, hi, just following up, it's been a crazy week or something like that. Mm. And I think it really makes it personal and you start to get to know each other. One thing I think I realised, you know, I've done some buying and some mostly sales but I've done a bit of buying is that it really helps when someone replies you know if you email someone for their details if they include all the information in one place instead of you having to email five times yes. <laughs> and ask for different things that's really helpful oh 100% and I'm thinking of someone at the minute that I like email and I'm like can I have these products and then they wrote back and went yes and I'm like okay what sizes do they come in and then they wrote back and I'm like so how much are they like it was exactly what you just yeah. said and it was like can you not just put this in the one email at the very beginning? <laughs> say yeah, and it's so easy for us now to sit here and say that. Yep. But when we're, you're on the other side, you don't think about those things. No. So I think 
you know, well, now you will because you're listening to this. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> but before you suppress reply, just think what other information might they need, you know? Like if someone replied to you and said, yeah, here's my catalog, here's the prices, uh, here's how you order. By the way, I got all my images in this folder so you can upload everything yes. to your website. Yeah. You would have been like, okay, I'll order now. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what's happened. There's people that I have emailed and said, I love your things, your wholesale information. It all comes over. Look at it. I love it. I'm like, can I have places order now for this? And it can be done in like 10 minutes, like really quickly. Mm. Whereas the ones that you've got to go back and forth, life gets in the way. Like the kids might come in or this happens or whatever happens. And I'm like, oh, I never got back to them. But yeah, mm. make it as easy as you can for potentially the busy person getting the email as easy yeah. as possible <laughs> whether you are the supplier or like i guess the buyer too yeah. like in, in one in, in some instances but yeah i think that's really important and i don't think that it's something that we always talk about so you sometimes think and, and that's for me when i'm looking for stockers and i'm always looking for stockers because at the end of the day i'm selling and making candles so I do want them to mm. be out there it's not all about just having a shop I mean other yeah. makers in the shop uh, so I am still approaching stockers and still approaching buyers so I want to make sure that my wholesale catalogue has the candles what sizes they come in the fragrances the minimum order how do you order delivery photos like you said that they can use on the website all that together easy access and it also saves you time, right? As the brand contacting a shop, like with your products, it saves you time too, because then you're not going to get those five emails either. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's really inefficient when we... Yeah, because you might forget to then email them back and then you've lost a stockers that actually could have been really good for you. Yeah. It's just trying to make the whole I think process easy for everyone. It is nice though, I think. Have you looked at those kind of marketplace platforms and stuff like that? I have. I have, but I find them, I find some of them have a lot of the same things. And mm -hmm. I find like myself, like I'm like, okay, there's candle makers everywhere. There's amazing candle makers everywhere. So how do you find the one that's going to fit in your shop? So I'm looking for, I'm looking for new, unique products that no one else has. So it's trying to find them. And I've had products that, other shops in town have now started selling and I'm like how did they find them and it was through catalogs and other websites and stuff like that so it's trying to have exclusive products that also supports mm. a small a small business so it's a difficult one it is because it is quite time consuming Very. if they're not used to buying or sell and not, not used to selling wholesale yeah you can spend hours on Instagram <laughs> like looking yeah. through, trying to find <laughs> Who stocks this? I mean, your gift guides were brilliant, and I've found so many stockers through your gift guides. So I regularly stalk them <laughs> just to keep going through them to see, oh, that looks really good, and that looks good. That's good because you don't know when you, it's not like you buy far in advance, right? You don't, so different times of the year, you might be looking for different things. Yeah, definitely. And things will change. Yeah. Like people might not want that product anymore and it's trying to find a new thing that's kind of, or the person might not be able to make as many as what you're wanting. So you're trying to make it exclusive. And Yeah, I need to. I've started this, um, well, I haven't started it. I started signing buyers up to it. <laughs> uh, this newsletter because I work, obviously, it, there is an advantage to knowing that a brand is ready to sell to shops. Yeah. So I am doing this newsletter. And then if you're a client, one-to-one -one client, or if you have done one of my courses, which should give you kind of like the basics of 
wholesale or like a little bit more if you take the later one and I'm hoping that I just gonna get collect all the brands informations already and then send it out quarterly or something which is gonna be good yes. no that sounds exciting because I think because not everyone can afford to be on those pl- marketplace platforms and it's the confidence as well <laughs> like I think we've got to be confident in our product and I know at the beginning that was something that kind of kept me back is confidence and your products are good and you can ask for that price and that is the price and stay true to yourself because I I mean I'm sure every small maker maybe listening would be like how many hours do we put into this (laughs) and yeah oh on pricing how about putting your prices up like (laughs) and like actually value your prices like I'm guessing you've gone through that a few times if you started at home then having larger overheads with you know having premises and yeah confidence in that as well because you it's uh you realize you've got to put the price up and then you get scared and you're like no one's gonna buy it if it's that price and and then you change the price and you're like oh no one even noticed (laughs) (laughs) why did I not do this before because at some point you're like I'm not making any money like I can't afford like you said the overheads and all these unexpected costs that come in that there's yeah. no handbook for starting up a small business. <laughs> like you no. kind of discover it as you go. Yeah. And that's wonderful, but also a challenge. Very, yeah. So what would you say if like there was someone listening that when you're gonna start wholesaling, a lot of people have to put their prices up. Yes. And it's not right for everyone. I'm not saying everyone that listens, go and put your prices no. up because that's not correct either. But like if you know that you're not making enough money and you need to put your prices up, what would your be your recommendation to deal with? I think you need to know your numbers. And I think that's something that I've had to really challenge myself on knowing. And even now I probably could know more. But I think you need to know your numbers and also, again, confidence in your product and also like it is a good quality product you are making it by hand mm. you're not buying it off a, a shipping container from china like you have put the effort into this and i think people are now recognizing that small business do make really good products that last longer so yeah i definitely think have the confidence and make sure you know your numbers it's such a challenge isn't yes. it it's <laughs> such a challenge <laughs> so what are you still looking for for the shop if someone's listening and they go oh i want to be stocked in megan's shop yeah, i would love to find or hear from people that make maybe kitchen product textiles like blankets or cushions i've got cards but cards are always changing like people have like exactly what you said christmas cards come in and then people want this different type of card what else have I got I've got ceramics and looking for stationery just things that people make new things I'm open to anything to be fair like <laughs> I, I'm not having a particular shop with a theme I really want to make it a section that is made by small makers and creatives independents I want to have workshops so I do run candle making workshops pre covid and I do plan to do them again so now that we are more familiar with Zoom and virtual meetings, I can't see why someone down in England couldn't run a workshop virtually with us and send the products up and make the mm. things together. So I do really want to have like a, a workshop creative element to it. That would be so cool because you guys could have a prep call and you can learn the key things. Yeah. And help people on site yeah. and then there could be TV screen. Yeah, and they... Exactly. So we've thought that would be amazing. Like you could send, say, for example, like wreath making or something. They could send all the stuff. We could have it all set out and the person just comes on and instructs us how to do it. And 
have a really yeah. good night and it kind of exposes you to a new audience wow that's so good actually i i did brought bought a reef kit which i love i'm gonna send it to you it is by a welsh florist i think and it was dried flowers yep. so you know it's easy and it looks really pretty yeah no that sounds great because the thing is like i think lockdown and covid has made the uk smaller like we're not as far away mm. from each other and we're all we do need to support british made and I think Brexit's told us that because we now can't send very easily to Europe and there's just problems galore. So it's nice to be able to support who's who's local to us, which is the UK. Yeah, no, I I, I, I agree. It's, and support, there's so many like, unique products and stuff. There's plenty to be had. Oh, there, absolutely. So. And I mean, there's a lot more candle makers that have started up even locally. And I, I think... There's no such like everyone says, Oh, what about competition? And I said, I think there's room for everyone and I and I don't think that we should ever be afraid of competition and it just makes us better at what we do. And everyone's looking for different mm. things, so it's fun that you you're not restricting yourself to what you're gonna buy it. I mean, you didn't do that in the workshop either because you had like the the bottle Yeah, um, the like the, Yeah baking thing yeah which you wouldn't necessarily have associated right no, not at all and I think it comes down to personal relationships so I've met Greg and I know Greg and it's nice to be able to support him and his business and exactly what you just said it doesn't necessarily fit but it is supporting small business so but it does yeah. fit too like yeah. like not in a I can pinpoint how it fits. yeah yeah so no and I do love that and like same with the bath balls and that it's like i know michelle and it's nice to be able to to tell other people that you know them as well i feel like they seem to come uh, arrive very frequently you must sell a lot of bath balls yes yeah. <laughs> i think i think winter everyone needed a little bit of self-care and <laughs> relaxation so they kind of well. on your stories yeah. <laughs> they arrived all the time yeah. so uh so yeah, so I do plan to have on the products. I want to have like the maker's photo and a little like bio about them. So it it is really important to me for customers to know who made these and where they're from. I think yeah, customers want to know that too, and it makes it more enjoyable. And also for whoever is working in the shop that day, yeah. right, to know who's made it and. I mean, that's just much more fun to talk yeah, about. Yeah, definitely. I don't want people to just come in and go, cool, border and left. Like, go, you go to you go to Superdrug or you go to the big department stores for that sort of thing. Like, this is this is a small shop and a and a small business that is run by me. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That sounds all very very good. Do you have any like last tips for brands that wants to sell shop? I think, I think make sure that you're ready. Don't don't go in mm-hmm. before before you're ready. I think if I tried to do this four years ago, it wouldn't have worked. It. I think you do need to slow and steady wins the race <laughs> type of thing. Like I think make sure your product is good quality. Make sure you stand out from others as well so whether that's your wholesale price mm-hmm. whether that's your your branding or whether that's you as yourself like and get that across to the to the wholesaler or the stockist mm. um and don't be afraid i would never if anyone emailed me i would hope that i would get back in touch and say thanks so much for getting in touch it's maybe doesn't fit with us right now or we've already got suppliers in this but um we'll be back in touch go for it <laughs> when you're ready yeah and that's also important, right? Just because it's not right, it doesn't mean 
that it's not right because there's something wrong with your products. It could just be that you have something similar. Yeah, definitely. And and I used to take it also personally at the beginning when someone said, nope, don't like them. I would be like, that's mm. like a personal attack. <laughs> and it wasn't. Mm, yeah. It, it just could have been that the shop had a local candle maker and they wanted to support local, which is like that's what yeah. I try to do. So I can't um, blame someone else for that. So, yeah, it's uh, don't take it personally. <laughs> I think that is a journey, though, to not take things personally because we are our businesses. Yes. Yeah, because it's all we think of. Yes. <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> yeah. But that's what makes that's what makes small businesses amazing is because they have got so much thought and love in them. That's what stands yeah. them apart. Yeah, absolutely. It is. But it's also what makes it so hard for us when someone says no or doesn't reply. Oh, yeah, I've <laughs> cried many times. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've had so many waves of emotion since doing this. I would just, I'd much rather go and work in a hospital and be done at five o'clock at night and come home and not think about it until the next day. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but that's not what I do. I think we all have moments where we think, I'm just going to get another, like, a job. Oh, yeah, I've, you I've know? said that. I'm going to go and get a proper job. <laughs> and I'm like, no, this is Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. But it's like also the most emotional job that you've ever had. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but then the highs are very high. They are. They are. Very rewarding. Yeah. There is, uh, and, and definitely the flexibility. So there are lots of positives to it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and having a chat. I'm very excited. I'm sure it's going to help lots of small businesses. And uh, thank you for taking the time. Oh, thank you so much, Therese. Thank you very much for asking me along. And uh, I think a big thanks to you for helping me on this journey because I don't know if I mentioned oh, I it. it. I think you need to have a business <laughs> mentor. You need to have someone that you can speak to to run ideas off. Yeah. So thank you so much. Oh, no, I love it. I love how much you grow. From an outsider's perspective, you can see how much someone's mindset has changed yeah. and stuff. It's amazing. I, I, think so I, it's I think you need to recognize that sometimes too because now I'm like, I'm more focused and I have a plan. Yeah, yeah, which is amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you so much, Megan. And thank you so much to all of you who are listening to the podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I certainly enjoyed recording it for you and putting it out there. If you do listen to this podcast and you do enjoy it and you haven't done so already, I would love it if you would take a moment to rate and review the podcast over on Apple Podcast. And I want to see where you're tuning in. What are you up to? When do you listen to podcasts? I listen to podcasts while I walk the dog. Perhaps you listen when you're making and packing orders. Share over on Instagram and tag me as well. So I, I'm nosy. I want to know. Next week, I'm speaking with my coach, Jennifer McFarlane, who is the money medium. And we are going to talk all about money which is always a big topic so I hope that you tune in next week thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a beautiful week and that you make lots of sales and grow your businesses and reach your goals thank you so much for listening <music>